the word of the Lord today, and God has given me a uh, special word, as I shared in the first service. This is our second service. Um, the Lord has given me something that will require you to walk with me. Walk with me. There are certain messages, Mother Fleming, that the Lord gives me that I'm asking will have an impact, not just for you, but I need an impact in my life. And I believe this is one of those words today. I'm going to be reading from St. Matthew, uh, chapter number 13. I'm going to be using the New King James Version, a parable that we're familiar with. But I want to give you some insight and share with you with what the Lord has put in my spirit. At verse number 24, the Bible says this. Another parable he put forth to them, referring to Jesus, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sold good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sold tares among the wheat and went his way. Let me read that again. But while men slept... His enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. Verse 26, but when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, An enemy has done this. The servant said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No, no, no. Lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. And all the people said, Amen. Today's message is simply entitled, Stay Focused. Stay focused. I believe this is a word for somebody this morning. Stay focused. Father, we are grateful for the privilege now to come and share the words of life. And I ask for strength. I ask for the anointing. I ask for the unction of the Holy Spirit that I may deliver this word. God rebuke distraction and anything that will deter us from hearing and receiving your word today. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. The enemy is a genius when it comes to utilizing tactics to entrap the Christian believer, look, and to get him or her out of the favor of God. Hallelujah. He's a brilliant tactician 
who knows what to do to get a person out of God's favor. Because having the favor of God is so important. You see, favor will do for you what money can buy. Oh, I feel like preaching this morning. Hallelujah. You can eat a kernel of corn, popcorn that is, and it go down the wrong track. And before you know it, you're trying to catch your breath. <coughs> Help me, Holy Ghost. <laughs> you can step out of your shower or your bathtub and slip, hit your head and cause an aneurysm. There's so many intangible things that we need and rely on God's favor that money cannot buy. That's why I must have the favor of God. Hallelujah. If I never drive a Corvette, if I never get another home, if I'm never able to go to the places I want to go, Lord, don't leave me without your favor. So Satan, the enemy, is a brilliant tactician to cause us to get out of God's favor. Now wait, I did not say for us not to be saved or not to be delivered. Yes, he's as a roaring lion as Elder Green read this morning, seeking whom he may devour. But remember, God has placed us in the hollow of his hand and no man can pluck us out. So Satan, with everything he can, cannot get us out of salvation. But if he can get us out of the favor of God, then he's been successful. Hallelujah. You see, you see I just don't want life. I want abundant life. Favor gives us abundant life. Life is you just get up and you go through the normal routines of the day, Oh, my, but when you've got abundant life, you'll wake up and say, God, what do you have in store for me? Favor will give us that abundant life. Favor will cause us to be blessed, even on our jobs, in our homes, with our family and throughout the community. Favor will shine in your face that somebody's got to say there's something different about that person. Favor will cause you to have a good day, even on a bad time. <laughs> that's favor. Somebody shout favor. So that's why the adversary seeks to destroy our relationship with God. Sister Black, you hear what I'm saying? And there's, listen, listen, there are many tactics or means by which he does that where he is successful. But I want to highlight one today that He's utilized that has caused many to get out of the favor of God. And that is called fatigue. Fatigue. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Just walk with me. As I normally say, I'm building my case. Fatigue is when you have extreme tiredness that is a result from mental or physical exertion or even illness. Fatigue is when you've been weakened by repeated variations of stress, when you're continually 
in a stressful situation, it'll weaken you. That's fatigue. And the effects of fatigue is both mental and physical and even emotional. I, I confess that that is something I am yet experiencing as a leader, as a pastor, taking this congregation through such a challenging time. It's been so stressful. Fatigue. Fatigue is when uh, 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 you go to sleep and you get six or seven hours of sleep and you wake up and you're still tired. Do I have a witness out there? It's already noted that there are many politicians, leaders, others that are, are, are moving from that position because they just could not take it uh, with everything that they've gone through this entire year. People are just tired. And for me especially, because not only are you dealing with the attacks of the enemy, but you have to deal through all kind of spirits and attitudes that are coming at you. Oh, I can preach on that by myself. Here you're trying to help somebody and they got an attitude against you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I had to check myself the other day. Remember, Moses got out of the favor of God because the people of God stressed him. So he said, drink, ye rebels, drink. The other day I had to check myself, hallelujah, because <laughs> I need the favor of God. But it boils down when you are fatigued. Listen, you cannot rest. Hallelujah. Now let's examine, if you will, our text for today. First of all, we start off in St. Matthew chapter 13, verse 24, where the kingdom of heaven, and when you hear about the kingdom of heaven, that's God's method of managing the affairs of the world and the concerns of his church. We often refer to the kingdom of heaven as the visible church. Not the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. It's the visible church. And he goes on to say, it's likened, the visible church is likened unto a man which sold good seed in his field. In general, the world may be considered the field, the field of God. And in particular, those who profess to believe in God through Christ really are his field. We are his field. So the Lord said, the sower sold good seed in the field. You see, God will always provide the unadulterated, pure word to come to us. Oh, and it's not just only through the man or the woman of God. God will speak to you. He'll give you insight. He'll give you word. He'll give you a refreshing. Ah, you'll wake up in the morning and you'll sing a song that you haven't heard in 10 years. He'll bring back to your memory. You're 30, yeah, 35. He'll bring back to your memory a Sunday school teacher that you had when you were five years old. Because God will continually give you pure word. That's why if you've got a man or woman of God who is teaching and preaching the word, you need always to thank God for your leadership. Hallelujah. And we see here that while 
the man, the owner, the farmer sold good seed, the Bible says in verse number 25, but while men slept, uh uh-oh, when the professors were lukewarm, when the pastors were indolent or meaning lazy, the enemy came in and sold tares. Now, if you look at that, that tear is what is called a bastard wheat. It's actually got a name called Darnell. It's a bastard wheat, and bastard, of course, makes reference to it not being legitimate. It's not authentic. And, and, and when the wheat was sown, stay with me, the good word, the good seed, uh-oh, an enemy came in and started sowing these bastard wheat or tares amongst the good wheat. Now, this bastard wheat is a species of rye grass that while it grows looks exactly like wheat. So much so that the farmer cannot distinguish it from the real wheat. It's not like a dandelion, which you can immediately identify in your grass because it's yellow, it's got certain leaves, so you can say, I got dandelions. No, 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 no. This particular tear or wheat looks exactly like real wheat. And that's why the enemy sold tares or this bastard wheat in the midst of the wheat for this reason, because it's not easy to tell them apart. You can look at a tear and think it's a wheat. Ooh, glory to God. <laughs> that's because you got to be careful of even who you're with. Because sometimes you think you're with a wheat, but it's really a bastard wheat. Oh, you got to be careful of who you join in with relationship because you really think you're on the same plane, but actually they're going somewhere else. Oh, I wish somebody hear me. Mother, that's why we need more than ever a discerning spirit of the Holy Ghost. Because people can say anything. They can smile in your face. They can speak in tongues. They can shout better than you. But the reality is they're not authentic. You see, it depends on what's in a person's heart because what's in the heart will come out they have the same color they grow in the same way they even have the same seeds so you must let them grow together until the ears of the wheat open and begin to show its fruit Because, here's the issue, unlike wheat, stay with me, the fruit of the bastard seed is black and poisonous. 
And if a person eats the seed of a, a tear or a bastard wheat, it will cause convulsions and even death when eaten. They both look the same as they're growing. But the moment it comes time for the fruit to be shown, you then see it's not authentic. Oh, I believe the scripture says, by your fruits shall you know them. They're growing together. <laughs> they look the same. Oh, they're, they're, they're sprouting up just like all the others, but, but, but when it comes time for the fruit, mm, their seeds are black. And if you eat the seed of a bastard wheat, it can cause convulsions. Uh, See, so you have to be careful of who you're around because if you're around somebody that's not authentic, it'll cause you to go into convulsions. What are you talking about? You'll start acting differently. You'll start thinking differently. You'll start uh, not feeling condemned when you do certain things. Hallelujah! And if you're around other individuals and a spirit, remember spirits transfer. So if you're around somebody who enjoys pornography and engages in all of that activity, even though they might not look at it with you, that same spirit jumps on you. And then you'll find yourself with a tendency of going on the website to certain locations that you know you shouldn't be going to. And I'm not just talking about, uh, oh, Moses is back. I'm not just talking about millennials. We got some folk in the nursing home looking at stuff they shouldn't be looking at. <laughs> Giving a certain signal. You know, those lights outside the nursing home, the room, they'll put a light on and folks start rolling down the, the aisle in their wheelchair trying to get into somebody else. Spirits have no age limit. Anything to get you out of the favor of God. And here you've been cooped up in your house all by yourself. The, if you're not listening to Jesus keep me near the cross, you'll be hearing something say, mm, mm, mm. And here you are in front of the mirror trying to... Oh, I know I'm preaching. Spirit! And the love of me, I can't understand why people get on social media and try to show the less they can with what they're wearing. Oh, it's poisonous. But they both grow in the same field together, here it is, until the day of harvest. Because that's only when the reaper can distinguish between what is real and what is not. Hallelujah. Because if you try to destroy the tear before that time, you might uproot a real authentic wheat. 
instead. See, one of the things we have to be careful, help me, Holy Ghost, we can't be judgmental. We don't know what a person is going through. We don't know what it takes for a person to make it. The other day, uh, somebody asked me, hear me, somebody asked me, Pastor, what are you requiring of people who work in the ministry, who are, are serving in various capacities, whether it's the worshipers or working on the production team or working as a deacon or as a minister? What, what are you requiring? Listen, I had to tell them, first of all, I cannot be a policeman, even though sometimes you do see Popo on the, on the Facebook page. I am not a policeman. I cannot go behind and determine or see what you are doing or not doing. Everybody's got to live according to how they have purposed in life to live. Hear me. My position is I've got to teach the truth. I've got to preach holiness. I've got to serve as an example. And if somebody wants to follow me, follow me as I follow Christ. But I'm not going around checking to see what you're drinking at the restaurant when they give you the wine menu. Oh, got quiet now. I'm not looking to see where you're going uh, 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 at a certain time. I'm not here to determine who you are with. Listen, you've got to determine how you're living. Yes, I believe that as we enter into the service of God, we've got to come with clean and holy hands. We've got to live right before God because these are his people. But I cannot do it. It's going to be up to God to determine what's in a person's heart. Woe to the indolent or lazy pastor who permit the souls under the care, their care to be corrupt or by sin and error. Hallelujah. And this is what I'm getting at. You know when you're not where you should be in God. Come on now, saints, come on. Especially we who have the Holy Ghost. Because when you look in the mirror, the Holy Ghost is telling, take that off, you know better than that. Oh, got quiet again. Holy Ghost, the, the moment that word begins to form in your mouth, that curse word, when you're going down the street and somebody cuts in front of you, well, the moment that curse word comes in your mind, the Holy Ghost said, don't you say it. <laughs> then you pass them and then and, and there's a finger that just wants to come up but you keep it fisted you say thank you Jesus glory to God I give you praise <laughs> am I telling the truth but when the blade sprung up in verse number 36 then appeared the tear also listen Satan has a shoot or a blade of iniquity for every shoot or blade of grace. Please remember that. When God begins to revive his work, Satan revives his also. 
And no marvel then we find scandals arising suddenly to discredit a work of grace where God has begun to pour out his spirit. That's why I'm grateful for the prayer intercessors that I'm constantly telling them, pray for me. Why? I need that protective power because you know what? All of us are vulnerable to fall uh, if we listen to the works of Satan. I'm only here by the grace of God. And we got to remember, there go I except for God's grace. So I'm grateful for the prayer intercessors who are constantly praying for me. Keep them under the blood. Keep them surrounded, Lord. Let the angels war on his behalf. We need him in a position because God forbid that my life would ever be of such that it would bring a disgrace on God and cause somebody to turn from the walking with the Lord. An enemy has done this. There it is. It is the interest of Satan to introduce hypocrites and wicked people into our religious societies to discredit the work of God and to cause favor for his own designs. Wilt thou gather them up that we should right now get them all up? The Lord said, no, don't do it, don't do it. Because you can be rash in your activities and actually do more harm trying to be the executor of God's grace. Let it alone. God has a way of making sure he has what's done. I'll never forget when I first came here as pastor, the church was so divided, one side, the other side. They wouldn't hardly even speak to one another. And they were telling me, you got to preach messages of reconciliation, preach messages of love to bring the people back together. And I remember it so clearly. God said, you preach what I tell you to preach. Because I, God, am the only one who can change a person's heart. You just preach what I tell you to preach. Let me work on their heart and look what God has done. Twelve years later, we've come together as a body. We're here together as a team. Why? Because I listen to God, not trying to do what I thought was right. You got to do what the Lord is telling you to do. I wish somebody would give God some praise. Let them both grow together until it's time. And at the right time, I'll separate. But let me go back to something. Let me go back to something. Because remember, in verse 25, I said, but while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. Wait, wait, wait. Look, look, look. The Bible said the farmer or the owner sowed good seed. But while men slept, uh-oh, one man sowed good seed, but while men slept, I hope you're not sleeping right now. <laughs> Remember these lights, you, you don't have a mask over your eyes. <laughs> You got a mask over your mouth, but I still see your eyes. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't that right? Glory to God. While men slept. Uh-oh. It was the owner who sowed good seed, but listen. Those that were responsible for watching the field fell asleep. 
Stay with me. And while we assume, and even some commentators talk about at night while they slept, when you look at the scripture, it does not distinguish whether it was night or day. It could have been during the day when men should have been watching. They fell asleep. They became, here it is, fatigue. Uh-oh, I'm bringing this back full circle because I started with the message. One of the ta tactics that the adversary uses is to cause us to become fatigued, tired trying to do, trying to work too much, taking on responsibility that's not really ours, staying up at night wondering where are the kids at. You can't go to sleep because you're looking out your window wondering are they back yet and they're 32 years old. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're working yourself trying to be God. And you've forgotten. Fatigue is a tactic. We don't know what was it. It could have been that they were in the midst of fatigue during the day. And when they should have been on guard, when the pastor should have been on guard, when the deacons and the ministers, the mothers and the saints should have been on guard. <laughs> oh, y'all hearing me? How many have ever started a movie and the next thing you know, everything was off the screen when you woke up? And then you go, oh, I didn't go to sleep. I didn't go to sleep. Been driving down the road, and all of a sudden you hear, meaning you've gone on the side. It wakes you up. Hallelujah. Fatigue, tiredness, it happens to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. And here we've been in for an entire year, fatigue, tired. Oh, and before you know it, listen. The enemy comes in and begins to sow seed that's not authentic. Yes, we've been talking about the church, but in reality, your heart is the field. Your heart is the field. And when you should have been focused, you fell asleep. And while you were Sleeping. You know, some folk can sleep with their eyes open. The enemy came in and started putting in your heart what looked like real, but really was an imposter. That's why you cannot always listen to what somebody says on television. You can't always listen to, uh, they say some crazy, I've seen some crazy stuff. Come on, worshipers. I've seen some crazy stuff on television. And just because a person has a title or a mega church or because they're doing this or doing that, be careful because the Holy Ghost inside of you will let you know, wait a minute, that's not right. That's not right. 
while they were so fatigued, while they became lazy, stop praying, stop fasting, stop reading the scripture, stop even coming to church. We become used to not being at church on Sundays. So we decide, well, I'll see if I'm going to go this Sunday or not. It depends on how I feel. Wow, men slept. The enemy came in. What the devil has sown looks so much like it, so we think we're still working in faith or in line with the word of God, only that at the end of it, what we think we've received, look, look, doesn't produce anything. Remember Easter, Resurrection Sunday? What was the message? Delivered for destiny. God kept us this entire year. He delivered us for destiny. Some of you who might be here for the first time, God brought you here so you can understand there's a destiny that you must fulfill for him. And I want you to be encouraged today. Stay focused. Somebody shout, stay focused. Stay focused. Hallelujah. Uh, I know we're online. My, my clock bent out. I don't know if I've, I've gone past my time or what, or they're signaling me stop. But at any rate, I want you to remember, even you who are watching us online.